if you have your Bibles, turn to 2 Corinthians chapter 4. You're just all over the place. I don't blame them. You better behave or we'll kick you out of there too. 2 Corinthians chapter 4. You know, sometimes you follow the unction of the Lord. Let me rephrase that. Always follow the unction of the Lord. And sometimes you just got to do things different just cause, because the Lord told you to or is leading you to it. How many believe you're better off free than you are in bondage? Amen. Look at your neighbor and say, I believe it. How many know that the Word of God has the power to set us free? Amen. The Spirit of God is the power of God made manifest to set us free. How many know the Bible says that Jesus, the Son of Man, was manifest to destroy the works of the devil? I've looked in the book. God doesn't have discouragement. He doesn't have worry, fret, and fear. He doesn't have oppression and depression. No sickness, no disease, no cancer, no heart disease, no diabetes, no lack, no problems, no problems in heaven. He ain't going to go and get it anywhere. If it's in your life coming on you, it's a direct result of the fall of humanity, and Jesus was manifest to destroy it. That's the Bible. We can take an offering and go home. I've already preached real good. It's time we get a hold of the Word of God, church. This book is the only voice of authority that we have, not our body, not our pocketbook, not our feelings. Well... 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 13, the Bible says, And since we have the same spirit of faith according to what is written, I believed and therefore I spoke. You said, Pastor, I've heard you preach this for five weeks in a row. Not quite, four. I wish God would let me preach something else. I got all kinds of messages that I want to preach. How many know if you work for somebody, you do their will? Since we've received the same spirit of faith, spirit of faith, spirit of faith, the same spirit of faith. Since we've received the same, since we've received the same spirit of faith, I believe, therefore I speak. I want to talk to you a little bit this morning about getting your believer hooked up with your speaker. I'm going to tell you straightforward. I'm going to help you. Every ideology that you've heard about hyper-confession, just throw it away. If you have an empty cup, you can't confess it to be full of Pepsi in Jesus' name. I wouldn't want it to be full of Pepsi, but regardless. <laughs> but there is a truth about the Word of God. 3,000 times in the Word of God, the Bible talks about our mouth, our tongue, our lips, our words, things we say, things we speak. There is power in the things that we say when we align our believer and our speaker. And it's important for us to understand that we, humanity, have been created and we live on three different dimensions, three different levels, three different planes. There is a physical body that has not been saved. Your appetites and passions and desires did not change when you received Jesus. Your spirit was made new in the likeness and the image of God. You have a soul, a mind, a will, and emotions. The Bible says that we go out and we change our soul, paraphrasing, by the renewing of our mind. Your soul is comprised of your mind, your will, your emotions. 
I want to say this to you. You are not called soulish people. We are called spiritual people. We are called to not be carnal people. We are called to be spiritual people. The spirit of the living God dwells on the inside of your born-again human spirit. And the spirit of God and your spirit are in fellowship and in agreement. And your spirit's bearing witness because the spirit of God has made his home on the inside of you. And if you are in prison in your mind and your will and your emotions, you don't have to be. We've received the same spirit of faith. We believe, therefore we speak. Romans chapter 10 tells us that this thing even works to get us born again. We believe where? In our what? Our spirit. We don't believe in our mind. We don't believe in our head. We don't believe in emotion. You can't calculate salvation. Come on now. We believe in our heart. And we confess with our mouth, we get our believer, our spirit hooked up with our speaker. And if we will do that, then our thinker will have to fall in line to the truth and reveal the word and will of God. Amen. I would dare say every one of us at some point in our lives have blown it completely and totally because we started saying things that we thought instead of saying things that we know. Don't shout me down because I'm preaching good now. You want a New Year's resolution? You want a New Year's resolution you can keep? You want a New Year's resolution that will make a difference, really? Refuse to say what you think. Put a watchman over your mouth. Refuse to speak the problem. Refuse to speak the discouragement. Refuse to speak the worry. Refuse to speak the concern. Refuse to speak. Just start speaking what it is that the Word of God has said. The Bible says that the Word of God is an eternal seed. That eternal seed has been sown on the inside of your born-again human spirit, and it will not return unto God void. If you will get your brain out of the way, if you will get your emotions out of the way, if you will get your appetites and passions and desires out of the way, the Word of God will become fruitful for you. Stop living in a spiritual dimension, operating in a physical reality. Begin to live in a physical reality through the power of your spiritual being. You are spirit people. Is this, this is on, isn't it? I feel like I'm preaching good. Might as well, we're in church, aren't we? Well, I know the Bible says, but I think stop, stop, stop. I've received a spirit of faith. The same spirit of faith that those of old have received. And that's demonstrated by believing in my spirit and speaking with my mouth. The word of God becomes alive and powerful to you. Amen. When you begin to believe in your heart and speak, it's alive and powerful no matter what. But it becomes effectual and effective for you when you begin to receive the nutrition, spiritually speaking, of the Word of God and allow it to bolster your spirit and strengthen your spirit. And your mind will come into subjection. To your spirit. We are not supposed to be led around by our feelings. <laughs> We're not supposed to be led around by our emotions. That doesn't mean you don't cry. That doesn't mean you don't laugh. That doesn't mean that you don't have joy or sadness. Or that doesn't, That's not what we're talking about. What I'm talking about is being so unstable. 
because you're operating in a natural capacity when God has made you to operate in a spiritual capacity. The kingdom of God is not a physical thing. It's a spiritual thing that inhabits and breaks in and takes control of the natural realm that we're living in. And the spiritual thing that I cannot see, the Bible says, is more real, paraphrasing, more real than the thing that I can see. Hebrews chapter 11 verse 3 says that the things that are seen would be made of things unseen. <laughs> We're not talking about atoms and molecular structures and science. We're talking about the spoken power of the word of God coming out of the mouth of God who called things that were not alive to come back to life and those things that were not as though they were. And then he said, I'm going to go and commission you and deputize you to be like me and call things that are dead back to life again. Amen. The problem with the church, we're constantly trying to operate in a natural realm. This earth is not our home. This natural thing, well, pastor, I have bills. Yeah, fix them spiritually. Well, what do you mean? Draw from an unseen reality that supersedes and, and, and absolutely dominates a seen world. Do you or do you not have treasures laid up in heaven? Can you or can you not draw from those accounts, as it were, in heaven and have all things that you have need of? Is it not the Bible that says that if you tithe and give, that God would open up a window and from heaven pour out a blessing? We're talking about money that you don't even have enough room to be able to receive it. I mean, what, what's, what's real? Real is what the word says, not what my pocketbook says. Real is what, what the word says, not what my body says. We're not just talking about money, we're talking about money also. The truth of God's word is the truth. And it has authority. We've received a spirit of faith. We believe, so we speak. Most of the time, I don't want to know what you know. You should say the same to me. It's okay. Most of the time, I don't want to know what you think. I used to say this a while ago when people got offended. I don't care what you think. That doesn't do anything for me. I wasn't trying to offend anybody. I just simply don't care what you think. Because thinking isn't how we win this thing. Thinking isn't how this works. This is not the power of positive thinking. This is the power of confessing the word of God and declaring with our mouth what we believe in our spirit that's been revealed to us. It's not the power of positive thinking. I think, therefore, I am dumb. <laughs> Trying to fix a spiritual problem with a natural thought? That simply won't work. You want me to preach something else? I could. Is this helping you this morning? We have to have our minds renewed to the truth of God's word. We have to have our minds renewed to the truth of God's word. We cannot walk by what we feel. We cannot walk by what we see. We cannot just say openly just anything that comes to our mind or anything that we're feeling. Stop. You know, if you look at your life and you see things that you like, find out how you got them. And keep doing that. And if you look at your life and you find things that you don't like, find out how you got those. And then switch. 
Start doing regarding these things what you did concerning these things and see how many of these things will cross over. Anybody here like salvation? Yes. I mean, it's a good, it's a pretty good deal, right? Yes. Well, how did you get that? Did you come to an intellectual place where you finally have comprehended it with your vast knowledge and understanding? No. I just believed and confessed. I just believed and spoke. Why? Because I received the spirit of faith. We have to have our mind renewed. You've been hearing me say this for the last couple of months, but we're like really meaning it now. If you force yourself out of an emotional realm, if you force yourself into being a Christian and dominating this natural life in the spirit, understanding that you're a man, gender neutrally speaking, on three dimensions, you will begin to have the promises of God operating in your life to a greater degree and more consistency. No one who's ever been depressed got that way living in the Spirit. No one. No one who is depressed. And I'm not making light of someone who's depressed. I'm not making light of depression. I'm not making light of difficulty. I'm not making light of trial. I'm not making light of tribulation. I'm simply stating a fact. You will not be able to. It's impossible to be depressed if you're centered on what's in the spirit and your real you. Because what are the things that everybody who has ever been depressed, even for a minute, an hour, a day, a week, or a month, or a year, what is it that we get depressed about? Let me show you how this works. When someone asks a question, <laughs> see, there's the question part, and then there's the, the response part. So let me try this again, now that you're warmed up. If anybody in this room has ever been depressed, maybe no one in this room has ever been depressed. All right, so when I got depressed, <laughs> money. How about health? How about pain? I'll tell you what, you live in pain for like two minutes, like for real pain, that is depressing. Two years, two decades. Why do you think the Bible says, set your mind on things above and not on the things of this? Well, pastor, I don't know. If that, how many scriptures do you need? No one can get discouraged. No one can get depressed if we're living from within our spirit. The psalmist David said, Why so downcast, all oh my soul? Oh, my soul. My mind, my will, my emotions. Why are you so discouraged? Why are you so disquieted within me? Put your hope in God. I went to church and the preacher didn't say anything. Man, I'm saying all kinds of stuff. That's right. This is an old book. It's been around forever. I mean, there's not anything new. Like, I've had this one for almost 20 years. It's not like they, they just don't keep going. That's it. This is what we have. We need to know what it says, right? Amen. Stop living in your soul. 
Stop living in the realm of emotion. Stop living in fear. Stop living in discouragement. Well, that's easier said than done. It's actually easier than you think that it is. Just stop this. Just shush. Your mommy and daddy told you if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything at all because it's good. It helps you. Don't say stupid things. Don't get yourself in trouble. Don't eat of the fruit of your own lips. Speak the word. Declare the word. Say, I don't care. My body feels this way. My finances look this way. My relationship's that way. I'm tired about this and mad about this and upset about that. And just start saying, hey, God is my God. He is my strength. He is my provision. He is my redeemer. He is my supplier. He's my source. He's my healer. Amen. He's going to give me anything I have need of because he didn't withhold Jesus. Just start saying what the word says. Weak Christians live in the soulish realm. Weak. Just no power. Literally, you can change their direction because it's just about how I feel. Well, I woke up on Monday and it was rainy. And rainy days and Mondays always get me down. <laughs> yeah. Well, I woke up on Tuesday and, and the dog wouldn't even come and say good morning to me. Nobody loves me, so just stop. All you're doing is just weakening yourself. Put your boast in God. Put your confidence in God. Put your hope in God. Put your trust in God. I'm preaching better than your amen, and I'm okay with that, but I wish it turned a little bit. Look, get it balanced. Are you getting anything out of this this morning? We have to start reading the Word of God. This is the concept. We need to start reading the Word of God. Don't be offended if you do. Just keep doing it. Don't stop because you got offended. Don't be offended. Weak people get offended. I'm trying to pastor this morning, trying to help you, trying to lift you. We don't need to walk offended. You know, you ought to get to a place in your life, I encourage you to do this, and I ought to as well, and I encourage me to do this too. Just take a look at every single thing and find out where is this coming from, and if it's from the soulish realm, if this is regarding my mind, my will, or my emotions, I refuse it. I'm going to do what... The Bible says, and take every thought captive. You can win the battlefield of your mind. You can win in the battle of your mind. You can win in your mind. You can win in your mind. Just think on the Word of God. Set your attention and your focus and your affection from in your spirit what's been revealed to you and say the Word of God. Proclaim, confess, and profess unto faith the Word of God. Stop thinking, take no thought, don't take concern, don't be afraid, don't get emotional, take no thought, don't be moved by the things you feel and the things you see, just absolutely, 2015 is going to be a different year for me, I am not going to be a baby, I'm not going to be a little snotty-nosed punk that's just walking around complaining and crying and how come nobody ever and how come I can't and how come it's never and why doesn't God and how blah, 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 shh. 
Thanks be unto God who always causes me to triumph in Christ. Just say what, you, what you've been revealed. And you can say, well, pastor, I didn't have that much revelation revealed to me. Then come to this church. Then read the Bible more. Spend time with God. Out of the abundance of the heart, people think that's the mind, the mill, and the emotions. The heart is the soul. Out of the abundance of your spirit, excuse me, the heart is the spirit, not soul. People think mind, will, and emotions out of the abundance of the heart. No, out of the abundance of your spirit, your mouth is supposed to speak. The revealed word. The Bible says, with the heart, one believes. Faith is in the spirit. Faith comes in our spirit, not in our soul. Are you here this morning? Your heart is your spirit. Not your soul. Your soul did not get born again. Your soul is to be transformed. Romans chapter 1, I beseech you, brethren, but verse 1, I beseech you, brethren, by the mercies of God, to present yourselves a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable act of service. In verse 2, do not be conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, will, and emotion, soul. I'm transformed. This bothers people, but it's the word. Transformed not when I'm born again. There's obviously a transformation there. But what the Apostle Paul is talking about is I'm transformed by the renewing of my mind. I don't have to be conformed to the world. And it's not talking about going out and drugs and alcohol and smoking this and smoking that and prostitution and, and gangs and violence. It's talking about thinking, living, and talking like the world does. Godless people without a covenant. Do not be conformed to the world, the world's way of doing things, the world's system, operating only out of their soul, operating only out of their flesh, but be transformed. Be transformed into what? Into the man or the woman that God has created us to be. How? By the... By the renewing of our mind. Is this all right? Am I preaching okay? We do not have to be prison or a prisoner. We don't have to be in prison, stuck in our own garbage. Jesus Christ has come to deliver us. He's come to set us free. He came to open up the doors of bondage and jail and say, y'all are free. That's been paid. You're free to go. And that doesn't just mean we get off the hook with a sin problem. We get off the hook with the addiction problem. We get off the hook with the attitude problem. We get off the hook with the this and the, and the other. I want to subject this to you, submit this to you, and see what you think. And you don't have to take this as the word of God. This is just my opinion. I think it's important if a preacher does that, that they should do that. This is my opinion. Are you ready? I believe that believing is an attitude, it's a condition. I believe that speaking is an act. Believing is an attitude of faith, speaking is an act of faith. It's demonstrated when we speak. The attitude has to be first, I believe that. I receive that, I believe that, I, I receive that. that. That's the word. 
It might bug me. It might go against things I've heard before. It might go against things I read today. But I get it. I believe it. That's the word. That's an attitude in my heart. I have received this, believing. But it doesn't do good, and it doesn't do you any good, and it doesn't do anyone else any good to just simply have the attitude of faith to believe. The Bible says, down further in Romans chapter 10, whosoever shall speak, call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. You have to move beyond the attitude of just believing. Hey man, I believe that. You got to get into the confessing it. You got to get into speaking it. Why? Because our faith is voice activated. When we begin to speak the word of God, the revealed will of God and word of God, then our faith is released for it to be able to happen in our lives, in the lives of somebody else. Are you here? So we need to have more in us. What I mean by that is we've got to have more Bible reading. Got to have more Bible reading. I believe that every Christian everywhere should just, just decide in their heart that they are going to read the Bible. Thank God for books, but thank God for the book. We need to read the Bible. We need to run everything through again in our spirit and say, did I get it? Do I believe this? Is this real? Is this right? Is this true? The more we put in, the more we put in, the more we put in, we'll be able to draw from and speak. Pastor John Osteen said, I know this much. If I'm faithful to put it in me when I don't need it, he'll be faithful to get it out of me when I do. But we've got to get it in us. We've got to put it in us. We've got to come to church and hear the word preached. And we've got to read it on our own. And we've got to listen to it and meditate on it. And, 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 you know, I'm going to just single this person out, not to embarrass her, but EJ has been such a blessing. She's just been posting and posting and posting and posting on Facebook. And if you're not friends with her on Facebook, you should be. And if there's a BFF for Facebook, then be her best friend. Because she's just saying, just like and double like and like triple like. And somebody's like, like, Facebook, what are you talking about? But she's just been just saying the word, just saying, just giving scripture and giving scripture. And she's been sharing things that the Lord has been telling her and encouraging her. And it's uplifting to just hear the word, to see the word, to read the word, to digest the word. You know, this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth. You shall meditate on it both day and night. Observe to do all that is written therein, and then you'll find your way prosperous, and then you'll have good success. We're supposed to have it in our heart and in our mind and in our mouth. We're supposed to be mulling it over and chewing it and eating it and thinking it and thinking it and thinking it and thinking it. it. Not just Sunday, oh, I'm going to go to church, so I better get my Bible hat on. All right, I'm going to think about the Word today. The church should be Bible readers. The church should be Bible readers. Put something inside of your spirit that God can draw out and that prompting will come and you'll be able to speak the word instead of your thought. And you watch, you mark my words, you watch, you pay attention and you see how God will change what you're thinking because you renewed your mind. If you say what you believe, then you'll start thinking what you say. Don't, don't, don't do it the other way around. 
Don't let faith die in your spirit. Don't say what you think and then start believing what you think. The last thing that this world needs is another Christian who's powerless. The last thing that this world needs is another Christian who doesn't know their Bible, doesn't have enough faith to just stand and say what the Word says, doesn't have enough faith to just demonstrate God's kingdom, God's love, God's light, God's life, to lift somebody up and to help them. That's the last thing in the world that the world needs. The world needs a Christian who will be like Christ and stand up and love them and lift them and help them and, and share for, with them and give them what God has told them to give. Read the Bible. Please, I'm pleading with you. Be Bible readers. And don't, don't, don't let the word die in your, in your spirit. Don't, don't grow weak in faith. You can grow weak in faith. Paul said he was not weak in faith. He did not consider well, that tells me that if I begin to consider and run everything through my brain first, my faith begins to dwindle and becomes weak. But if I do it the other way around and run everything that I'm thinking through, what my spirit has had revealed to it by the word of God and the fellowship that I have with the Holy Ghost, then boy, my thoughts are going to change. My mind's going to be renewed. Are you here this morning? I want to encourage you that I said books are good, but this book is good. You know, I've said this before. Lots of Christians don't read the Bible. Lots of Christians don't read books. And the Christians that read the Bible are reading books most of the time more than they are the Bible, and then they're reading the wrong books. So if you want to read the right books, be like some people in the church and say, hey, pastor, what should I be reading? And I already know these people that have approached me are reading the Bible. Why? I just mentioned one of them. She's posting constantly on Facebook the Bible. Sorry to embarrass you, EJ. Yesterday, she, yesterday, Friday, she sent me a text message and said, Pastor, thank you for letting me read the book that you borrowed me. I returned it to you after reading it several times. I said, you're welcome. Thank you for giving things back to me that you've borrowed. <laughs> she said, what next? I already know she's reading the Word. I can see she's reading the Word. She's posting on Facebook like 10 times a day. I'm not picking on her. I mean, I, it's obvious she's reading the Word. So to someone who's reading the Word, I can say, hey, add this to the Word. There are materials that you can get. If you really want to get serious about this, if you really want to give yourself over to the discipline of not just saying what you're thinking all the time, but saying what you're believing, then there are materials that you can get a hold of in addition to the word of God that can help you. People that are trusted. People that are good and worth their weight and salt. Not some so-and-so that's just saying anything and selling books for the point of selling books. But let's get some truth out of it, shouldn't we? We have to get into the word of God and find out what God has said about us and God has said to us and what's been provided for us. And I'll tell you, the day is coming, I believe, where, and this isn't for fear's sake, but there's a line being drawn. And people think it's been drawn by the government, and it isn't. And people think it's been drawn by the devil, and it isn't. And people think it's been drawn by the church, and it hasn't. I believe God's separated. The Bible says, on that day, he's talking about an eternity, he said, on that day, I will separate from among myself. Jesus is talking. Remember him? There are times where he just wants to know who's for real in and who's for real not. 
And he's not going to bring fire and flood and crash and garbage to prove. No, 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 no. No. Mm -mm. He doesn't send hurricanes to judge people. He's not into that. He wills that none perish. He's not going to go on the business of killing people. The devil came to steal, kill, and destroy. Jesus came that we'd have life and have it more abundantly. Let's remember whose side we're playing for. God doesn't hate homosexuals. He hates homosexuality. Don't forget. All right. I believe that there's a line that's been drawn. And I do believe that these days that we're living in, and not just because it's a new year, we've been saying this for months, these days that we're living in are days of power, days of the Spirit of God coming, days of renewal and refreshing and revival and increase. And it's only going to come through people who've got their minds renewed to the Word of God and are confessing the Word of God and speaking the Word of God. And we said this a few weeks ago. Well, that sounds to me like you're just sticking your head in the sand and ignoring life. No, I pulled my head out of the sand. I put my feet on the solid rock of Jesus Christ. And I am confident that I know in whom I have believed and I am persuaded that he is able. This is the real life. Are you here? Well, how come this and why that? Because we are living in a broken world, trying to change the broken world and bring the kingdom of God into it. Can I share one more scripture with you? The Lord's just quickened with me and in my spirit. And I believe that it is the verse for the new year. I don't do this very often. In fact, very, very, very rarely. That was a question. Can I? May I? Would you let me? Turn to Isaiah chapter 41. Isaiah chapter 41, we're going to begin reading in the 10th verse. This is very familiar to most of you, but I want you to hear this, and I believe that this is, again, what the Lord is saying to us regarding this year. I believe that this is the year uh, that we're going to see some things change in our lives individually, and we've already brought great change in the ministry and in this community, and we're just going to continue. Amen? Isaiah 41, verse 10, says, Fear not. What does that mean? Don't fear. Fear not, I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. He said, I will strengthen you. Yes, I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Whose righteous right hand? Notice you're not doing any lifting. He's doing it. He said, Behold, all those who are in encanced about you or around you shall be ashamed and disgraced. Some of you have problems with your family. Some of you have problems with your work, co-workers, neighbors. People just don't like you and you're pretty much on the same boat. You just don't like them. I believe this is the word of the Lord for you those who are around you, about you, trying to take you out, they'll be ashamed and disgraced, and they'll be as nothing. Those who strive with you will perish. You shall seek them and not even be able to find them. Wouldn't it be good to just look around and say, 
I'm not having issues with this person anymore. I can't even find them anymore. Someone try them on some cement shoes and toss them in the lake or what? <laughs> Luca Brasi swims with the fishes. He says, verse 12, you shall seek them and not find them, those who contended with you. Those who war against you shall be as nothing, as a non-existent thing. Sticks and stones may hurt my bones, but your words will never hurt me. You're just like a non-existent thing to me. A person, a personality. You may deal with demonic oppression, not possession. You may just constantly, every time you go so far, just bam, and it's like you can't get past that certain point. Man, these things, I believe, are going to be as a non-existent thing. Problems with siblings and problems with spouses and problems with bosses and problems with teachers and problems with preachers and problems with just. You're going to be like a non-existent thing. Problems with money and problems with health and problems with this and problems with that. For I, the Lord, your God, will hold your right hand and I will say to you, fear not. I will help you. I believe that's the word. That's a rhema. I believe that is the word from the Lord to us. Fear not, I am with you. Be not dismayed. I am your God. I will strengthen you. I, yes, he said, yes, I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. People who are trying to encamp around you, People are trying to come up against you. They're going to be ashamed. They're going to be disgraced. These personalities, even the devil, trying to bring division and strife and discouragement and lack and, and aches and pains and problems. They're just going to be disgraced. You're going to be ashamed. They'll be as nothing. They'll be as nothing. Those who strive with you, they're going to perish. You're going to seek for them and not find them. Those who contend with you, those who war against you, they're going to be as nothing. They'll be as a non-existent. Let's just listen to that word. It's going to be as a non-existent thing. You know, we go through right now and say, how many of you are dealing with something you wish was a non-existent thing? And everybody's hand would go up. Is that not true? Just a non-existent. That's going to be as a non-existent thing. <laughs> he says, "I am the Lord your God. I will hold your right hand, and I will say to you while I hold your hand, fear not. I'm here to help. Fear not. I'm I'm here to help you." We got to have our mind renewed. The power of the word of God is only able to become effective 
when we receive and understand that we have revelation. I'm telling you, it has and still does break people out of prison, break chains off of people, sets the captive free. We're talking about the word of the God of all flesh, the God of all the universe. If we just receive it, believe it, and start speaking it. Well, I'm not sure I even, I even think that way. I know that's part of the problem. I can say this, and, and it doesn't matter. I mean, you picked the topic. And I'm not perfect. i got a long way to go. All I can say to you, and it doesn't matter the topic, I'm not perfect. I'm still working on it. But I have proven this and 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 proven this. If we really are to walk by faith and not by sight, then we're going to have to start saying things that are contrary to what we think. Well, I just don't want to lie. You're not lying. You're speaking the truth. Why? Well, you know, I just don't want to lie. No, you're not lying. You're speaking the truth. Well, my body doesn't feel healed. That's great. It doesn't feel healed and it doesn't look healed. But I'm not walking by sight and you're not walking by how you feel. We're walking by faith in the word of God. Let's begin confessing what the Bible says, speaking what the Bible says. Since we receive the same spirit of faith, we believe, therefore we speak. Our attitude of faith is to receive the word of God, believe the word of God, and our action of faith is to go and speak it, go and do it, go and release it. Amen? Did you get anything out of this this morning? Yeah.